The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump day. <laughs> Mike, hump day. What day is it, Mike? Uh, I almost had a like total critical failure. I clicked on something and it like took over my whole screen like at three seconds. Like my screen like flipped into something else. I'm like, no, no. Like what happened? Oh, it's hysterical. Um, but uh, welcome into the Hump Day Hotline, everybody, on the Buffalo Rumblings uh multicast vidcast uh all those cast podcast networks brought to you by the market dominator my name is joe miller i'm one of the hosts of this awesomely wonderful show this is our second year of the show that we're wrapping up and uh my co-host over there at chase benson king what's up brother what's going on joe how's it going this week it's going so uh, we're supposed to get a bunch of snow uh as you probably already heard they've already canceled school and uh it was supposed to get windy which it did and then it was supposed to start raining it was got warm because it was it was like it was in the teens the last two days which is has been abnormal uh because it was 40 or 50 degrees when i woke up saturday morning got down to the teens supposed to get a bunch of wind get warm start to rain then start to snow by seven no rain no snow so yeah I don't know, but yeah. but you lived here for a long time, so you know what it's like. They like they can I know call, exactly. They can call for three feet and you get nothing, and then they'll call yeah. for four inches and you get three feet. <laughs> so yeah, I, we were talking about it before going on. It's like yeah, you know they'll say we're gonna get five feet of snow, and then there's like absolutely nothing, and then it'll be like the the Bills versus Colts game a few years yep. ago where yep. you didn't expect it at all, but then like you can't see five <laughs> inches from your face. Yeah, <laughs> you were at that game, yeah. I was. Was it fun or was it miserable? No, it was miserable. I know it, for me, it was miserable. There's a yeah. lot of people who enjoyed it. Kimmick. I won't rain on anybody's parade. Kristen loved it. She talks about it every single time we get it. Oh, my God, it was so perfect. I'm like, Kristen, I don't know what you're talking But, yeah, no, it was horrible, man. It was horrible. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, what's up, T. Estelle? What's up to everybody in the chat? I'm actually not on that screen, so uh, now I can see everybody. And there's my my, my little sister, Jamie, and me at the, at the stadium. Uh, how's that, uh, how's that victory against the Falcons? So I've done two shows. You've done a show, um, where, where it's Wednesday. We're ready to kind of turn the page. We're ready to look forward to the jets, which is the last game of the season, moving into the playoffs. Hopefully we're going to win this game and we can still clinch the East. If the Patriots lose, if we lose and the Patriots lose, um, however, with that, uh, where has this, this Falcons game left you? How are you feeling at this point? Retrospect. Um, well, I still feel good at going, you know, going into this weekend against the Jets. I feel yeah. good about that. But I feel a little bit uneasy or I guess less confident than I did going into the Atlanta game. So the Atlanta mm. game was good. We won, obviously. Josh had two rushing touchdowns. Devin had a day. Yeah. But um you kind of just expected to see Josh Allen uh be the same guy he was for the 10 quarters prior to this game. He started and, that way though. That's what was weird. He did. And and I don't know if it was just kind of like, you know, the, the term arm arrogance is now a popular thing to say. I don't know if he was just like trying to throw whatever he felt like because he made some bad decisions. It wasn't even necessarily that he played bad. He made a few bad decisions where mm. now we're getting used to him not making those decisions. So just kind of kind of threw me for a loop there. But but I still feel good. I think um, 
last night on the code of conduct, I think it was Jessica that said, you know, at this point, no, it was Steph. Actually, Steph said, at this point, I'm more concerned about our consistency than really mm-hmm. whatever team we go against. I think we're, yeah. I'm yep. so confident that we could beat any team. It's yeah. just about how we're actually going to show up. Yeah, for sure. It's it, it's weird because the trend, oh, man, I want to know where to put it. I mean, I know he's still a young guy, right? So I got to wonder if, because his whole entire family was there. Like Brittany Williams was like posting all kinds of pictures of like extended family. Like there was like 15, 20 people there that were, that were here for the game to watch him play. And you got to wonder if that gets, I mean, I did that when I was in my 30s playing softball, right? I'd throw the ball a little bit harder from shortstop to first just because there was people here watching me. I'd try to swing a little bit harder, and I was in my, I just wonder, you know, because he started out, I mean, well, he didn't start out the whole, pretty much the whole game. Save a couple passes, he was throwing rockets at people. Real feel 17 degrees, Stephon Diggs is walking away like this, and, you know, from, from from a touchdown pass that he couldn't hold on to. And I asked Fina about that. I was like, is there a point where, like, they're like, bro, like relax a little. And he's like, normally they don't have to. He's like, normally they just give him a look and the quarterback will know. But I just, <laughs> he just kept doing it. He just kept throwing lasers until they abandoned the pass completely. I think that's, for me, the takeaway was that mid-game adjustment. That mid-game adjustment to completely abandoning the pass because they've never done that before. Anytime Josh has struggled and they needed Josh, they forced it and it made it worse, if that makes any sense. There was never like a, oh my gosh, they refound it. Like they got back on the rails. So they they wholly sold out to the run, which was incredible to see. And to your point, Devin Singletary played played his brains out. And Josh did too. And it got to the point for me where the Falcons had just looked like didn't want to tackle either of those guys anymore. They were like, oh, it's cold out here and I don't want to tackle. And I know they're all professionals. They all get paid. But we've heard other NFL players talk about cold games, especially when they're from the South and being like, I don't, yeah, it hurts. Like when you're not used to it, it hurts when those guys come at you and they hit you. Um, but yeah, speaking of Devin Singletary, I'm gonna run this ticker. Uh, so Devin Singletary continues to impress, right? I mean, the last several games, he's kind of taken over. How are we feeling about him being the running back one? I think it it was part of a question that you had asked as well. Can this run game be good enough if Josh struggles for me? What's interesting is, is they've, they've moved away from the zone a little bit. They're moving more towards the pin and pull. They did a lot of pin and pull against the Falcons. Um, Fina would tell you that they run way too many different formations, way too many different kind of like schemes that they, they're not really married to one. They're trying to be like multiple upon multiple in a lot of ways. I, I wonder if they're defaulting back, but what all that to say this Devin's success seemed to open up success for Zach Moss. So the times that Zach got in the game, it almost looked like it, he was turning into a true, like not backup, but a, like a change of pace guy, as opposed right. to everybody just hitting brick walls. Like Devin was having success and it allowed, you know, the the next guy in line to kind of have success. I don't know. Thoughts on that, Devin, going forward, yada, yada. Well, first, I want to comment on uh, one of the thoughts you had about um, like the team actually selling out to the run and saying that we're going to run. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time we've seen the team been able to do it. I don't True. you know. I think they've tried. But but like you said, Devin, um, over the last few weeks, has picked it up. This has yep. been his best game as a pro. Um, and then. Um, so, so to move forward from that, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I feel like it's a, a Devin thing and, and then he's opening up for Moss or is it now we finally have the right combination on the offensive line. Talk about it. Um, cause the thing is like, I feel like there hasn't been much to, to, to your point about what, um, what you talked about on your show, uh, Monday night, like, look, they have all these different schemes that they're trying to do and all of this, but it's like now you get this combination of guys on the line and it, it just seems like it doesn't matter what they're running. They're right. They're able to get push off the line. They're able to protect Josh. They're able to do a, a whole lot of things. So I don't know. I, I think it's for me, I'm impressed with Bates. I'm impressed with the fact that um, Dion Dawkins has made a lot of people eat their words. Yep. I'm very impressed that, um, you know, Spencer is, is, you know, I, I love guys named Spence, just throwing that out there. Uh, but he is like figuring out, how to be a pro and and he has some rough moments there as a rookie and he picked it back up now and he's still being the guy that we all fell in love with earlier in the season so mm-hmm. i just think this is the real combination of offensive line that we should have out there and i think it's going to benefit everybody going into the playoffs sorry i'm trying to type a message to chris janky <laughs> so good oh, i smelled good. it wrong again dang it <laughs> j-a-n-h-k-e son of a gun i'm i'm, uh, I'm horrible at this goodness gracious uh h-n-k-e sorry sorry bro so yeah as i'm typing it yeah but no everything you just said to me is like legit as far as like i I agree with it 
a hundred percent. They, there was, there was a, there was always when Josh would struggle before there was always a sampling of the run. Can we run it? No, we can't. And this time they literally just, it got to the point where I put it in my notes on, on Sunday for Sunday show. And I said it like, it just got to the point where it was like, we're not going to throw the ball. And they did for the two point conversion and maybe a couple other times after that. But by and large, they were just like, yeah, we're done with this. Like, we're just going to run the ball down their throats, which was incredible. And the line piece, you and I talked about it on Wednesday, run it back, right? Let's go with these same five guys. And I think that for me was the, the greatest sense of elation coming into this game when the game started and it was the same five guys and it worked again, like the line was good. So knowing that Ryan Rick Bates at this point is day to day. I don't know if everybody knows that I don't have the injury report. It's just Ryan Bates, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. And who's the third guy? Just, it just escaped me. There's a third guy that, Oh, uh, FA Obata that are all day to day. That's the only buddy on the, the only people on the injury report, which is good. And you almost got to wonder if it makes sense. That's a good question for us to talk about. Does it make sense if Ryan is close? So he's day-to-day, maybe he's 90%. Do you hold him over for the playoffs, or do you put him in even at 90% to get that offensive line, those five guys, that much more continuity, another game under their belt to hit to hit the, the playoffs running? I mean, if it was me, if he's 90%, from based off of what I've seen this year out of Feliciano, 90% of Bates is better than what we've been getting out of Feliciano. So for me, I, I'm putting them in there. And yeah. I know you mentioned you didn't have the injury report. I'm going to pull it up here while nice. we're talking. Perfect. Perfect. Hit it. Well, so um, it looks like Addison's limited. Bates was limited, like Jay, Joe mentioned. Bees is limited. Dawkins did not practice, but it's a personal day. So I don't think it's uh, anything really to do with any injuries. Uh, Hughes is vet day, which is good. He, he, he'll need that. F.A. Uh, did not practice for his ankle. Oliver mm-hmm. limited and, and Emmanuel Sanders. I, I think I think Sanders is actually probably just done for the season. Uh, you know, uh, I, I hate to say that and hope that, you know, I, I hope he can be a factor in the playoffs, but I think he's just done, man. Yeah, you might be right. So interestingly enough, um, as much as I've told you that I have a source that that he was going to retire at the end of the season, um, I've now been told that in the what game was it? Uh, was it the Carolina game when that ball deflected off of his hand that uh, he took that personal and kind of to heart? And so that anger, so if you remember in that game, he was angry at the end of the game and kind of threw most of that game. And I've been told that that is why that he was angry, that he missed that. And I think there's a, I think he's feeling the pressure of the guys behind him because Gabriel Davis is hungry, right? Isaiah Hodgins, these guys are hungry. Now, Gabriel Davis is the one getting on the field right now. So I, I think there might be a, a shimmer of open window there where he might potentially stick around, maybe not with the Bills, but might be playing one more season. But to your point, he might be done for the this part of the season, and then who knows if they'll activate him through the playoffs or not. Chris Janke, this is a great question. Uh, do you guys think uh, the weather conditions helped the running game? It seemed like the Falcons couldn't get f- a good footing during the game. I think, for me, it was more about, which comes up to Payton's point, the Jeff C line is decent, so I'm, more, I'm all for more continuity. I think it comes down to the Falcons' defense is just bad. They're just a bad football team. They're a bad defensive line. Uh, and I think that the weather probably did play a little bit of a part in it. I mean, anytime, you know, guys are sliding on their face for 10 yards or eight yards because, you know, the the, the, the turf is, is icy or snowy or whatever, it's going to favor the offense. And then we talked about it just being cold and, you know, body slamming into each other when it's chilly like that. But I think it's more about them just being bad, which is more reason for me, more argument for me to put those five guys back out there, even if, you know, Ryan Bates is at 90% or 95 or 85% just to kind of see – what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and that's, I feel like the Falcons, even on when they were on offense, they had moments, they, they weren't able to consistently do it, but they had moments where their running game still look good. So um, I don't know if I would say it's the the weather. I just think that both teams struggle against the run and, and the bills finally were able to take advantage of one of those teams that, you know, coming into the game, it's always like, well, the bills want to capitalize off of such and such team, yeah. bad defensive line performance over the year. And they don't do it. This is the first time all year that we've been able to just set somebody up to do it. And, and Devin took advantage. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Chris Jake, you said, I'm watching the Atlantic Atlanta Hawks on TV. I just want to bring, to the table that as much as you know, Chris hasn't been around for a minute. Chris is generally the encyclopedia for me. 
So it's, mm-hmm. it's a point where for me and for you, where if I don't, he corrects me when I'm incorrect. And then if I'm wrong, if I don't know, I say, Chris is in the chat. Chris, what is it? So this might be the first time I've ever corrected Chris. Got him. Got him. <laughs> so, uh, this is good. Uh, Steph, uh, I, can you pronounce her last name? Poirier? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. So I was going to say Poirier. If, yeah, Steph, first of all, Steph, in your chat, send us another chat and tell us how to phonetically pronounce your last name because it's clearly French, which is awesome. But Steph asks, is it Rick or Ryan? I don't know what his first name is. Well, he is on the roster, and everything as a part of his profile is Ryan Bates. However, after he finally went into the game and played well, Josh Allen in his press conference said, now coming up next is six foot five Rick Bates. So that's when everything began about everybody calling him Rick. So, yeah, which is awesome. So where are you at on your just your feelings for this run game going into the playoffs? Is this sustainable? Because the, the, we're going to talk about playoff matchups, right? So we're going to talk about where the Bills can go, who's going to come to Buffalo. They're all pretty much cold-weather teams. I mean, it's it's cold in Tennessee right now. So every, no matter where they go, who they play, it's going to be, for the most part, an outside, cold, Kansas City, New England, right? Buffalo, Tennessee, who else is there? Uh, the Colts have a dome. They're, they're one of the only ones. So outside of them, everybody else is pretty much going to be out in the weather in the cold. Mm-hmm. The Bills are going to have to face it. I'm I'm freaking scared to death of Ramondre Stevenson. That's just me. Uh, but really? they're going to have to. He's he's a dude. He, did you see his last game? He rushed for 170 yards, two touchdowns. Like the yeah, reason, but he, I mean, he was that he, hasn't was, been he was well, he was sick against us in the last game. That's why he didn't play. Poyer, yes, but, but I mean, just saying for the for the year that hasn't um nice that hasn't was, been consistent. I was close, so it's it's the way that you would almost read Poyer's name in French, Poyer. Yeah, this is cool. So yeah, no, it, it definitely has not been consistent. So I would agree with you, but he's also been a rookie, and Bill has tra- treated him like a rookie in a lot of ways. But anyways, that's off that's off topic. I don't know if it's consistent. I want to see it consistent. My fear is that it's coaching. My fear is that they're finally getting settled they're finally finding a scheme that kind of fits and they're going to come up against somebody and they're going to be like well this scheme isn't going to work as well as you know if we did zone because they struggle against zone so let's like change it up and be a zone team this week that's the crap that to me makes me nervous yeah i'm i'm nervous i'm Look, I'm as honest as I can be. I'm trying not to sound uh, discouraged in any way because we just came off of a win and it was Devin's best game. He's running with purpose. Like you can tell every time he gets the ball, he does not want to go down. And that's what I love to see. But he's I just I haven't seen it all year. So like to see it this game and then we had another game maybe three games ago where he looked pretty good. And so we're seeing flashes. I need to see this like like this week. I need to. It doesn't have to be another 100-point or 100-yard game. Sure. But I need to have a dominating performance again from the backfield. When Josh – we don't want Josh to keep taking these hits and, and For sure. all this unnecessary stuff. Let it be our running back. So I, I want to see it again against the Jets, and I'll feel really good going into the playoffs. For sure. J.D. Plett uh, with the chat says uh, – or it makes a statement. says, if you watch the film breakdown on cover one, you'll see the O-line has stepped it up big time. If Motor and the O-line can keep this up, they can run well against any defense. Again, it's about matchups. The NFL is about matchups. And at the end of the day, the Falcons' defensive line is not good. The Patriots is, right? The Colts' defensive line is good. Like everybody they're going to see in the playoffs, the Chiefs' defensive line we know is decent. We'll see. You know, it's uh, it's going to be very much a, a kind of we we will see here. In the actually, they're going to get a good test this weekend. We'll probably know after this weekend what that looks like with the Jets D line because you know, Quinn Williams is on that football team and he's a good football mm-hmm. player. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, and they're going to come in. Josh Allen said it in his press press conference today. You know, if I was them, so if if the Jets were needed this game to win the East and we were coming to their house, you better believe that I'm going to want to take that away from them. Yeah, we're going to so, spoil that for sure. Yeah, so you know that they're coming in with some angst uh, as far as that goes. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I never I never told anybody they could super chat. You're watching, tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network brought to you by the Market Dominator. We are Super Chat Live, so if you want to super chat us, please feel free. Also, uh, if you could please jump on the like button, hump it, as we like to say on Wednesday. Hump the like button, please, and subscribe. Whatever platform you're on, please subscribe so that you get notifications. Hit the little bell. And then you'll be notified when every show comes on, whether it's the Code of Conduct or Food for Thought or the Overreaction Show, whatever. So the chop up. But yeah, all good stuff. Next, as we're talking about the Buffalo Bills, B, 
beating the Falcons. And this is one that I had uh, that I didn't tell you about. They beat the they beat the Falcons handily. So so the 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 Falcons did something that is incredibly difficult to do. The the Falcons won the turnover battle three to one, or four to one. <laughs> sorry, they won the turnover battle four to one, and then lost by two possessions, which just speaks to how bad their defense was or is. They won the turnover battle turnover battle turnover battle four to one and lost by two possessions. They trailed, however, at halftime, which I wasn't concerned. Like I wasn't nervous at halftime. Were you nervous at halftime when it was fifteen fourteen? I was just no, pissed. because I realized it was it was a couple plays that you know again like it, if you really look at it, we probably should have been up twenty three to you know five, yes. really not yep. even five because that that the the muff punch shouldn't have mm-hmm. happened. So really, we should have been up like twenty three or twenty one to three. I wasn't so, nervous. Well. I was mad. I was like, this is we should like. I think I got up and started cleaning the kitchen. I was I was just yeah, like, I was annoyed. Uh, yeah, it was like we should be crushing these guys. Is it concerning though that? they were making kind of those self those those mistakes and what concerns do we have about this team right now outside of that is it consistency you use the word consistency i think that for me that's that's the only concern i have going into the playoffs i think everything that i've seen out of this team lets me know that we have the talent to to go up against any of those teams the issue is what what team are we going to have show up and 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 that's in all phases the defense have been consistent all year but even with these numbers this even with the statistics being like top one two three whatever we are yeah there's still moments where they have like these they miss plays they miss tackles um so there's moments where it's like yeah overall for the game and overall for the season the numbers fall in line but there's no way um we should have lost to whatever team or there's no way we should give up these many uh, big runs or, you know, so, so when you have those moments, yeah, you can shut a team down all game, but mm. look, what matters is the score. Yep. What matters is the score. So I, I'm just concerned about what team is going to show up. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat. I just wanted to throw that out there. If we had any overlying concerns outside of just the obvious stuff, which is going to be, you know, run consistency, which run consistency is a fun thing. Because to your point, you said this was the best game of his career. Um, it was the first 100-yard rusher that the Buffalo Bills have had, 110 yards, since November 24th of 2019. So Jeez, think about that for man. a second. In that time, and this is where it gets a little bit like, well, wait a second. So they haven't had a 100-yard rusher since November 24th of 2019, and it was Devin Singletary then as well. In the regular season, they've been 27 and 11 in that time. Now, Josh has been a 100-yard rusher, I think, twice, but we're talking about running backs. There's a big difference between a running back running for 100 yards and a quarterback. With the playoffs, they're 29 and 13 in that time, which I'm not – they were talking about this on on the radio station today, and I'm just not sure that I'm still sold on this whole idea that you've got to run the football to win in the playoffs. I I think you just got to stay true to who you are and be who you are versus trying to be something you're not. And – I could be very much wrong, but we've seen, it's just, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses. I don't know. Do you want to, you got some fight in that a little bit of fight in that? Cause you've, you've been on the, you've been on the got to run the ball bandwagon. Well, no, it's, I'm not on the necessarily got to run the ball bandwagon. I'm, I'm more so on the side of, we have to be able to run the ball. So like for the instance, threat, this past threat. Sunday yeah, against the, the Falcons, when we, when, you know, it's like you saw Josh struggle in the first half, you saw a few interceptions, you saw all of this. It's like, wait, what the hell is going on? And then they said, you know what? Forget it. We're just going to run down mm. this to, you know, like we're just going to beat them in the, like that way. Yeah. We haven't been able to do that. So mm. I'm on the side of last year in the playoffs, when we went against the chiefs, our receivers were beat up. Our tight ends weren't doing nothing. Devin got, you know, so it's like, okay, Josh wasn't, able to perform up to par what we're used to right. we need to still be able to run the ball and move the that was where i am but but you're right we have the team we got this quarterback man you got josh allen you fling that thing around so stay true to who you are but the thing is again in the playoffs you're playing against teams with better coaching with better talent with better schemes so they typically they might not stop josh but they know how to slow him down yeah. So if they're going to slow Josh down and through the air, then yeah, we're going to need this run game and, and it needs to be Devin. If we're going to, we have to do it like we've been doing it though. If it's going to forget this whole running back by committee thing. Like I'm so tired of, of um like this new wave of having to have two or three guys that you can split carries between and each mm-hmm. guy gets mm-hmm. eight carries. No, like give Devin 15 to 20 carries. I, I know 20 is like, Oh my God, he's a worker. Okay. Give him 15 carries a game. Yeah. Like let him get into a rhythm and let him let him figure out how the flow of the game is going. Like a lot of times I can't remember which interview I was watching, but I was watching an interview where a guy basically said like, well, no, in the third quarter, 
like I remember I remembered seeing this in the first quarter. So I would have never made this cut and scored on this play if I didn't play in the first quarter because, you know, like I yeah. saw this yeah. play. So the thing is, if you only give Devin five, seven attempts for the game, no, he 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 just he's never going to get into that rhythm. So I just need them to to commit to one guy. Still let Josh do his thing. Let him throw yeah. it. Give him yeah. the 35, 40, whatever. But but let Devin run it. Before I get to Triggs' super chat, um, and Vlad agreed with this, and I do as well. So Chris Jenke says, I agree with Spence. When it's third and one or fourth and one, you need to be able to run the ball. Yes, million percent. The problem is, is this football team and this this whether whether it's the coordinator or the head coach or the or the quarterback wants to run the ball on second and ten and second and nine and second and eight over and over and over again, which is well, not a great situationally. But here's the thing: to run the football. But here's the thing: if if we're running it like we've been running it these last three weeks. Yeah, I have no problem with you running it on second down because you're getting six yards on second down. Did the best so running team third and four? The best running well, on first down, right? But no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about specifically second and long plays. Is one. No, for I'm saying reason. even if it's second, like this this past Sunday, Devin showed us in, but it was the Falcons. <laughs> but I mean, like Devin was able on second and ten, second and eleven, he was able to get seven yards. Yeah. Uh, there was a play there where like he got it, and, and I'm sure everybody loved it because everybody thought he should get the angry run for it but he yeah. got it and dragged four guys like eight yards yeah if that's gonna happen every time yeah go ahead and run it on second but to your point normally on second down it's mm. second and 13 and you run it and you don't even get back to the line of scrimmage and it's like <laughs> what the hell are we doing <laughs> right like, what are we doing triggs is in the show with the super chat thank you buddy appreciate you as Shout always dable needs to stop being cute in the red zone for me I didn't think he was this weekend. I thought that the, the plays that they tried to run in the red zone were good. Even the pass to Stephon Diggs. Not the again, pass to Dion. The, the, the pass to Dion was a little correct. Cute. But yeah, but that has good. worked, but that has worked in the past. But they did the quarterback sweep in the red zone. You know, you know, Josh had another touchdown in the red zone. The kind of this that 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 quarterback keeper that he does. The, okay. the singletary were great in the red zone. Yeah. Now normally I'm a day ball, like I support the heck out of day ball, but I hear what you're saying. They did do quarterback sweeps. Josh got two touchdowns out of it. But that first one, he wouldn't have gotten if we didn't get that pass interference call. The calls that they originally made, we weren't getting in there. We got bailed out. That's true. We did get bailed out on the interference call on Stefan Diggs. So it's like, like, no, why are we doing all of this? Like, dude, just you got this six. What, what is Josh? Six, four, six, five. Close to six, six is what we're so told. You got this six, six, 200, yeah. whatever, like just beast of a man. Like, dude, just just do what you did and get Dion out in front. Get get Morris out in front and just run. Yeah, yeah. Every time they do that, it, like you're picking up at least 10 yards every single time. Yeah, I love this. You lost says you can't say it's just the Falcons because we couldn't even rush for 100 against other trash defenses. It's not just the Falcons. There's something to be said for whatever the, the juice is that they have found with putting Ryan Bates in the lineup, right? Yeah, I mean, I can, I'm, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say, no, it's just the Falcons because I disrespect the Falcons that much. <laughs> so, I mean, I hear what you're saying, you lost, but no, I disrespect the Falcons just that much. Dude, I love their uniforms. I love that black and silver with a little flash of red. They've like always it. had dope uniforms, though. Like, even the old Dirty Bird uniforms yep, when Dion yep. was there. Even when they had the red helmets back in the 80s, the red helmets were flying. Those are the ones. Those yeah. the red ones, yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. they, just got, they just have great, yeah. So, uh, Y comes in with a, uh, with quote-unquote, run the right. damn ball. Can I, can I just digress for a second i don't remember i think it was the bledsoe era um i don't remember exactly who was here but i get reminded of it all the time by the season ticket holders around me because we've all been sitting together forever right that's what happens mm -hmm. when you have season tickets you sit next to the guys that have season tickets and there was a an offense i believe it was bledsoe where the bills just refused it was gilbride it was the gilbride offense where they would just refuse to run the football and we had travis henry who was a if i'm not mistaken was it like Which a solid run of it was either Henry or it was McGahee. I can't remember. We had a good run. Either we had a good run. Yeah, we had a good running back. Dude, I, I was I was going to the game. I got a big giant sheet and I literally spray painted on it. Run the damn ball. And I got it into the stadium. Uh, and the Bills got their first offensive possession. And I unfurled it. And where I'm at on the front row of the upper deck, there's like 
important information below me right on the right. scoreboards play clocks scores i don't even know but like this thing is just bed sheet king size bed sheet run the damn ball and i'm on the visitor side so when i unfurl that thing everybody on the bills bench can see my my sheet dude it was it was 90 seconds and security was down there i was about to say did they kick you out or anything or did they they come and take it the dude walks up to me the security guy so there's like four security guys come down the aisle and i'm in the middle and one dude makes his way all the way over to me and he didn't even like grab at it or nothing he goes he he kneels down in front of me he goes bro i agree with you completely but i gotta take that (laughs) i gotta take that bed sheet from you we've gotten so soft like now that would have been you would have been like kicked out of the stadium forever you could never come back to the games right like you know we've gotten so soft right some stuff come on like that wasn't bro bro i agree with you completely like like i agree but i gotta gotta, take it i gotta take it (laughs) (laughs) you got trees next one (laughs) yeah shout out to triggs again i think it's more because Allen is running more uh I, i i think Obviously, using Allen to the best of his abilities opens up the rest of the offense in every way. You know, if if Josh, if the threat of Josh to run is there, you're you know you're going to have less people. They can't double certain people because they have to have a spy on Josh or they have to do. So yeah, I agree with it. But I, I honestly, I, I really think we might overthink what we've seen from Devin. I think the switch on the offensive line has been the key. You know, mm-hmm. it, Dion has gotten healthy uh, early in the season. We all knew that he wasn't 100 percent from from COVID he's gotten healthy like and you can tell he's like plowing these guys like it like it's it's great to watch yeah, Spencer yeah. Brown plowing these guys so I, I think I think the offensive line is kind of finally clicked we got the right unit out there and I just think Devin also I think he's running with a purpose I think he's tired of being benched because you, uh, you think about it he's been benched every year except his rookie year yep. and really I mean you could say he was benched his rookie year if you really want to um, he was go back to so every single year of his career now he's been benched and I think it has to just click at some point where it's like, you know what, damn it. I, I, I'm an NFL player. I got drafted in the third round and I'm supposed to be a top notch guy. Let me go ahead and do my damn job. And not that again, not that he wasn't doing it before, but I think it comes a point in, in these guys' careers when they like something clicks and they're like, you know what? I need to click in, into overdrive and, and really right. figure this thing out. And I think Devin is there. And, and if so, I hope this is the Devin, like I hope this is the Devin that we have for the rest of the time we have him. Me too. And it'll be interesting to see how much longer we do have him. But but it, it's there's also a point to be made for Allen running more makes the defense pay attention to things that they don't normally have to pay attention to. So um, absolutely 100%. So next topic, sir. Are we getting hot? This was one of yours. Are we getting, I'd love to hear what the comment, the people in the comments have to say about this one. Are we getting quote unquote hot at the right time? We hear people talk about it all the time like we've heard players say it we hear media guys say it, we hear coaches say it it's not about playing your best football in the first quarter of the season the first half of the season it's about playing your best foot setting yourself up to play the best football at the end of the season heading into the playoffs so are we getting hot at the right time three game winning streak one game left uh going into the playoffs and this game obviously means the afc east or not potentially for us I say yes. To me, this is going to be a really short answer. I'd love to know what some of the commenters say, just how they feel. Because what's funny about saying yes, that Falcons game didn't look like the Patriots game, right? No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, and the one thing, and I know all year, because after every loss, like this year, we had way more than we had last year. We doubled, basically. But yeah. but last year, it's like, okay, after the after the uh, Cardinals game, it's like, okay, this was the slap in the face and the guys are ready now. Right. And we've said it like six times this year. Yeah. But what I really think, um, I know we lost against the Buccaneers, but I think that first half is, I think that was when for the team, it was that that Cardinals moment from last year. Okay. So I, I just think that, um, I agree. I think that now, not necessarily that we're getting hot. I, you could say it, but like you just mentioned, this last game didn't look hot. It wasn't you look at the scoreboard and it's like, yeah, we won right. and it was a good win. But but if you watch the game and you the eye test will say like, well, I'm not as impressed as I wanted to be. But I do think that like, no, now they're figuring look, if you're if you're figuring out the run game now. Yes. If you're figuring out your offensive line now. Yes. Yeah. If Josh is, is starting to like really it, this last game didn't look like it, but the couple games prior, he and Diggs are starting to really connect like we yeah. wanted to see them do all yeah. season. Yes. So yep. Gabriel Davis. Yes. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Let this happen right now. I'm I'm good with an eight game winning streak from three weeks ago. Cause that means guess what? 
we're the last one standing. That's right. And it's all about the boho jersey, which is what Brian Bowers is reminding us of, that it's uh, they're, they're getting hot. And I did. I mean, I, I didn't put it on until we lost in Tampa because I was out of lucky jersey. So I was like, well, I got nothing left to wear. So I'm going to go back to the boho. I think for me, the narrative about getting hot, it, it isn't a situation that the team that wins the Super Bowl every year is the team that got hot or that every team gets hot. I think I think sometimes it happens. I think sometimes a team will catch fire and like go deep in the playoffs or catch fire and go to the Super Bowl and either lose or win. I don't know that it's every team has to get hot. Like some teams are just good. Yeah. I feel like the Bills should just be good. They should just be good enough and shouldn't need to quote unquote get hot or have a slap in the face from the Cardinals or, you know, from whatever three, four games that they didn't show up the way that they should have this year. Your points were strong, dude. Like, the offense finding itself as far as the offensive line finding itself, uh, you know, Allen and Diggs kind of reconnect, not reconnecting. They've, I mean, Diggs is, he's not leading the league, but he's got a lot of catches and a lot of yards this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just getting Gabriel Davis is a big piece. The offense just looks different. We've talked about it for weeks. It just looks different with Gabe Davis in the, in the, in the offense. Yeah, Renaissance said the answer is yes. We won three games in a row and probably will win a fourth. That's playing our best towards the end of the season. Uh, T. Estelle says right time. Yes, also the right time to establish our O-line. So I think, yeah. I think you know, everybody's pretty much in agreement with it. I just think that we're probably all looking at different things to say that we're clicking right now. Yeah. I think the most important part is the offensive line. <laughs> Vlad says, "Keep the boho jersey." Oh, my trackpad isn't working. Keep the boho jersey. You, yeah, you put up there. Burn the. Pa- I don't have a Patriots jersey. <laughs> I got two of them joints, and they're not getting burnt because they got-, got my dog on there. My man Cam. Ain't nobody burning Cam over here. <laughs> I got forced no, to wear. No. I got forced to wear a Cam jersey, a Patriots jersey. <laughs> Worst. You lost a bet. I only make bets that I really, 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 really feel like I'm a win. Ask my guys over there at at Pat at on Pat's pulpit. With the Patriots side of, of SB Nation, ask them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Including yeah. including me owning a boho jersey. So a lot yeah. you, you won that bet as well. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Let's talk just for a moment about our show sponsor. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Joe Miller. That's Jay Spence, the King. And we are excited to be here and have the privilege of, privilege of being here because of a guy like John Spazcheck, who is the head of the Market Dominator team. Now, who is the Market Dominator? What is the Market Dominator team? Well, they are real estate agents with Keller Williams uh, Realty. Uh, Keller Williams is the largest real estate brokerage in the entire world. Uh, John and his team basically claim to be, and they are, it's true, I can tell you just from my own life experience they pride themselves on being life transition specialists. Now, it's one thing to move, you know, neighborhoods inside of a school district. It's one, another thing to move into Buffalo or move out of Buffalo or move from the South Towns to the North Towns or the North Towns to the South Towns. Sometimes life finds you in a weird place and there's a lot to, to think about. Well, pass a lot of that responsibility, a lot of that stress, especially when it comes to buying or selling a home off to the market dominator team. Do me a favor, give John a call. I've used John. All my friends have used John. If you need a real estate agent, call John and his team. His uh, uh, cell phone number is right on the screen. It's 716-570-3298. Then we're going to 716-570-3298. He's also Bill's Mafia. You can find him on Twitter. He has a new Twitter handle. He changed his handle to mdominator716. So uh, if you are going to be around Twitter, go follow him. And I'll tell you this as well. If you're ever out and about with me or me and Jay Spence or Jay Spence and the Market Dominator, he always picks up the tab. True or false, Spence? He does. He does. And yeah. he definitely is. He takes care of you. Yeah, <laughs> he always he always takes care of the mafia, which is good. Oh, the Jets. <laughs> womp, womp. I, I, I hate the Jets the least in the division. I hate losing to the Jets the most. Does that make sense? It it does. I, I hate them the least as well, but I hate losing to the Patriots the most because I don't like their fan base. I I agree with that. Let, 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 let's back up. Let's back up. Back up. I'm gonna, so I missed one. We, we got to talk about this one first because we can't talk about the Jets and then go back to the playoffs. So let's talk about the playoffs first. Okay. And uh, so that, that's a, that's a, that's a show a party foul on my, on my, on my, my, on me. 
when we're talking about teams that we want to that we want that we prefer to see in the playoffs and who we who we you know would prefer to avoid in the playoffs, it's weird because this is not a mixed bag. A lot of these teams that we're going to face look very similar. Do you agree with that? I do. I think um, they're for the most part, all the teams in the playoffs in the AFC this year are well balanced. They have a quarterback, right? They have receivers. They have a running game. They have defense. Like every every team in the AFC that's at the top right now is like they're pretty much a you know. It could go. I feel like it could go one of four ways this year. It's crazy. Uh, which one? What is one of four ways? Meaning, like any, it's anybody like from the game? AFC. I think it's the Chiefs. I think it's us. I think it's the Colts, and I, I think it's um, uh, the Bengals. Actually, <laughs> the Bengals. Dude, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like, doesn't Jamar Jamar Chase? When I watch Jamar Chase in the field, looks like Isaiah McKenzie to me. Does he not? Why? That's why? A good comparison. Why in the? How many games is it going to take before they leave that slot receiver guy not covered over the top? Because that's what's happening. He's catching a ten-yard play, and then he's and gone. Into, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> nobody can catch him. Which we saw. I mean, I remember seeing Roscoe Paris do that. Do that a couple times. I just don't understand. At what point in time do they move into more, like more of a cover two shell, like they're doing against us, and keep somebody over the top and like shut that whole thing down and like bring that guy down as soon as he like makes that break? But. Joe Burrow is the real deal, right? I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow is the man. Like, he's the man. Like, honestly, he's probably my – I said it the other day. I think he's probably my favorite player that's not a Bills player yeah. in the league. And yeah, I get to see Kyler – you know, I, I got season tickets. I get to see Kyler Murray out here. I get to see DeAndre Hopkins, who I love. I, I love Cam. I lo- you know, like, I yep. have a yep. love for these guys. Yep. Nah, Joe Burrow's that dude, man. He's that dude. Him and Herbert are both a lot of fun to watch. He doesn't seem to – he seems to be impervious to the – I don't want to say bad games, but like, you know, the the game that Josh Allen just had, Justin Herbert has those games as well. Burrow doesn't seem to have those games. He seems to be a little more steady, maybe not as flashy, a yeah. little more steady, but still has. Yeah, the, he's, he's just super consistent. Yeah, but he still has that cannon that can destroy your team, destroy your defense mm-hmm. if you let it. So with that, who would you prefer to face round one? Now, it's not going to be as of this weekend, the Titans. Now, obviously, things could change, so we'll we'll remove the Titans from that. Unless you want to leave them, do you want to leave the whole party in there, or do you want to remove the one seed? Um, the one seed won't be a chance. So yeah, we can remove the one seed out of it. I, I would have, um, to be honest, I, I give me give me the Titans again. That's the one seed right now. Oh, so you want to take the one seed out? So keep everybody in. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I want the Titans. I want the Titans. So Derrick Henry was reported to be returning back to practice today that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to play anytime soon like practicing doesn't mean playing um i want him to play i want him to play bring it i believe that the running backs that they have right now are averaging just a tiny like a shade above his average but they're doing it on like way more carries so whereas he did it he just did it on fewer carries the titans are an interesting so you would prefer to see the titans round one or at least i guess we're going round by round i don't i don't know for me uh, it's real. I think I'm going to be nervous as crap no matter who we see, and and the one that I don't want to see is the Patriots. I don't want it because I don't want to lose to the Patriots. To your point, and listen to those fans talk and their media talk about the the window for the Bills is closed because of one game. I don't see a world where the a world where the Bills can lose to the Patriots. I don't believe. I think the Bills that first game they should have won that game in the weather in the wind. Um, I don't think I want to play the Titans. There's something about Tannehill and there's something about Derrick Henry that just for whatever reason right now, there's just a, I don't know, for me, a mystique about them. The Colts, right? I, I'm just going through the teams. I don't want to see the Colts. I don't want to see the, the Bengals. I mean, who's left? It's going to be the Raiders, right? Who else is in there? Do we have, do you have who it is? I can the, pull it up. Yeah, pull it um, up real quick. Let's see. The Raiders aren't in, but they could be in. The Dolphins are eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. The Browns are eliminated. Eliminated. The Ravens are eliminated. Um, okay, so uh, the NFL website is like so interactive these days. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, the Patriots, uh, Colts, and Chargers as it stands right now. Um, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. The Titans. I, I, I mean, AJ Brown against. We don't have Tredavious White, so AJ Brown versus Dane Jackson or or Levi Wallace, who have been playing well in their own right, but AJ Brown is a problem. He is, but 
So the way I looked at the first game, and I, and I know you remember because obviously we do these shows every doggone week. Um, yeah, yeah, after yeah. after we lost to the Titans, I came I came away from that game feeling like I was disappointed because I felt like we were the better team. Agreed. And I felt like it took a whole lot for Derrick Henry to go off the way he did. It took the the long run with the hold. Again, it happened. I'm not trying to take it away from him, but I feel like there was a lot of mistakes that were made early on by the defense that hasn't been made throughout the rest of the year. We have given up big runs, but we haven't looked like the Titans. Like when we played the Titans, we gave up what? What did they score? Thirty-one points. Yeah, 30 yeah, points? it was it was a lot. How how many games? So the Bucks scored on us. The Colts. Um, the Colts. Yeah. But for the bulk of the season, we're holding teams to 12, 14 points. So I'm just I'm not too um. I, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. And then on top of it, look, Derrick Henry, is a, he's a beast. Yeah, but he's been out. And those type of injuries, you don't just come back from and right. be Superman right again, like right away. So right. I bring him. Bring it on. Like, for real, bring them. Bring the Chiefs. The we, we, I, I the think it, it might be the Chiefs for me. And I know that sounds totally weird, but, like, we beat the Chiefs when they were at bring full, tra- full strength. The funny thing about this group of, of playoff teams is – you said it. They're all kind of similar. They all. It, it, this is going to be a very, very difficult playoff session for whoever makes it out. Agree? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's going to be t- like this is probably one of the best years um, for the AFC that I've seen in a long time as far as oh, yeah. every single slot um, and, and every and, and it's so close. You know, everybody's a game apart. If you look at it like right now, the number one seed is eleven and five. We're ten and six, so you know it's it's not like um, it's not like these teams are barely sneaking in with nine like before, where it was like eight and eight records right. going up against teams that are thirteen and three. It's not the same thing. These teams are all consistently pretty good for the year. So, and when you look man. at the guys in the hunt, because the Raiders can still get in, like a lot of the teams in the hunt can still get in. Nine and seven, yeah. I heard that if the if the Chargers and the Raiders tie, they both make the playoffs. Which is crazy. <laughs> like, so what? Just, it'll be like a it'll be like a like a playoff like a pre playing game or something. No, no, they both make the playoffs. Or the Colts they, are out. The Col- the, the Colts are out. Yeah, I think either the Colts have to lose and they have to tie, or I don't. I just I was reading it today. Well, I tell you what, that'll be that'll be preferable for everybody else. Nobody wants to see the Colts, right? And that's man. I don't. I don't even. I don't. I don't know who I want to see. I. I don't know who I don't want to see. Like it literally is going to be a week to week thing. And I can I can come on these shows and I can I can give 15 reasons why the Bills are going to struggle or the Bills could potentially like beat somebody. And then it turns into all the garbage teams that have beaten all these teams. So all these teams are beatable, right? Including us. Everybody on that list is beatable. I just honest to God, man, I, I, I'm just not scared of any of them. Like, I, honestly, I, I wish I could. I wish I was you. So. There's none of those that you would like to avoid. No, I mean, if I'm going to avoid any of them, it's the Colts. You know, it's, it's Jonathan yeah. Taylor is MV, he should be the MVP. It shouldn't be a conversation. It just is what it is. But, but man, <laughs> no, I'm just uh, other than just Jonathan Taylor, I'm not scared of any team. Gotcha, gotcha. This is awesome. Human Juke eighty one with the super chat, uh, bro. First of all, thank you for being a part of the show and uh, jumping in with us. Love you guys. First time live. Well, welcome. Wish we, nice. had a, wish we had a bell. We need the uh, the Rico bell to ring the bell. The bing, bingity, bing. Yeah, the bing, bingity, bing bell. Uh, been listening to all the Buffalo Rumblings podcasts for a couple of years. I want to see the Pats again. Just not scared of their offense and perfect first game to get us to the dance. Let's talk about that for a second, and then we'll move to the Jets with the last couple minutes. I agree that it's, a, it, it's probably the perfect first game. It's probably going to be our first game. It's probably going to be on Monday night, right? I mean, it's, is it, does it not seem like the whole entire thing is setting up for that to happen as much as, as much as their offense is not good, their defense is good, but we can beat their defense. I feel our offense is better. Mm -hmm. Belichick can just scheme that run stuff, man. Or what, or if it's Josh McDaniels, they just know how to just, I mean, they ran. What did they run for in the last game? They ran for a whole bunch of yards against us and lost, didn't they? Then they rushed like two hundred yeah. yards and still lost. I don't. I don't know the exact amount, but they had an impressive day on the ground. Still, three touchdowns. I'm gonna look it up. So you can you can respond to that real quick while I'm looking this up. I, well, I'm just looking at them again. I, I guess, and then again, if I'm being honest about it, it just comes down to the quarterback play for me being nervous about anybody. And right now, I think out of all the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs, 
Joe Burrow is the one that's playing the best aside from from you know now obviously Patrick Mahomes has picked it back up like at the start of the season everybody was like oh he's not and he has some moments there even late where he just didn't look good but it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is a whole new season and it's one game and out so I mean really all these games are gonna be good man like I'm gonna be glued to my TV right period for all so they rushed for 100 150 yards three touchdowns and lost with a hundred yard rusher which is not easy to do normally if you have three rushing touchdowns on a hundred yard rusher you win a football game in the NFL. Like, there's a lot of coaches that talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to control the clock, and that's what you do by running the ball. Um, and if you have a guy with 100-plus yards, normally that means you're controlling the clock. You get right. three touchdowns out of it. Yeah, normally you win that game. Right. So last year was, I'm not going to say easy, but the Bills were flying high offensively. And there were some stressful games. The Rams game, some you know, the comeback. There was a lot of comeback games. This year has been a dogfight. This year has been bad turn and positive turn and bad turn. It's been injuries. It's been just crazy, just weird stuff. It's a, it, it almost, it's just been kind of a frustrating year from what our expectations were to what we got. I guess all that to say this, why should the playoffs be any different, <laughs> right? Why, why would we think that we're just going to coast through the playoffs? Just bring it on to your point and let's just uh, let the chips fall where they may, right? Yeah. My man John says, Joe and Spence, my guys, to be honest, round one at our stadium, I'm good with playing anyone. We are one of the most productive teams in all three phases. To me, it comes down to the quarterback play. It does. And I get, again, that's that's where I'm at with it too, man. I think that, um, like I said, Derrick Henry coming back, yeah, he's a, he's a beast. I get it. But you can't tell me that coming back from that injury, he's going to be the same, like the exact same beast that we saw early on in the season. I just don't. Now, if he does it, I'll be the first one to come on here and, and admit that I was wrong. I just don't believe in him that much. If this was early in the season and we're like, oh, we got to face him again, same way, I'm a little worried. Yeah, but, but after that type of injury, I'm not too concerned. And um, like I said, it comes down to the quarterback play. And and th- th- this year in the play on both, not even just the AFC, NFC too, man. Like the NFL by adding another team to the playoffs and adding another week, they got exactly what they were looking for. As far as um, these records are, like I said, they're a lot closer. Um, you got the top heavy teams are top heavy. Like I, I think for the NFC, the only team. It, it starts to fall off once you get to around six because the Eagles to me still aren't a good team. Right. Right. I, you know, I, I still don't consider the 49ers a good team. I don't, but, I don't, I, I don't want a rabbit trail, but the Eagles almost lost their quarterback to two broken legs. Had he been two feet like, further to his left, two broken legs would have happened yeah. to him. It'd have been bad news. It would have been, it would have been a horrendous. That would have been, been bad news for obviously the Eagles, but just everybody involved, man. Like, yeah, for sure. That stadium is falling apart. Yeah, but meanwhile, the NFL's pressuring Buffalo to get a new stadium. Oh well. Buffalo let's, needs a new stadium. Buffalo does. Let's 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 talk about the <laughs> Jets with the last nine eight to nine minutes of the show. So I started, I I accidentally preemptively uh, got ahead of myself, but um there's just something about that Jets team. They're just consistently bad, right? They're they're the Lions, they're somewhat like the Browns, they're just consistent consistently bad, but there's times when they're able to steal a game from us. I just don't need this game stolen from us. To me, I want to finish the division. I wanted to sweep the division two years in a row, but that's not going to happen. But I want to finish the division five and one. I want to win the East. I want that title. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I mean, I think we're going to win it. I'm saying I don't think it's going to be the game that they come in and steal from us. Um, Every game, and there's a reason why I don't bet because I I would be wrong a lot, but I always go with the best quarterback. And the thing is, in this division, because I guarantee, and it can't be a guarantee, but because we we lost the game. But if that weather wasn't like that against the first, you know, against the Patriots that first time around, we would have swept the division again. We're clearly the best team in the division. The Patriots didn't put us on notice. I feel like their record is inflated. I don't feel like they're nearly as good as what their record shows. Teams, people will say that about us. That's fine. But we yeah. have a quarterback who's in the MVP conversation. So I'm going to bet on this 10 times out of 10. The weather right now is predicted to be 40 degrees, 70% chance of rain. So yay for the people that don't want a dome. The weather this year has been horrible for the Buffalo Bills at home. For a team that we're having totally different conversations if the Buffalo Bills have Javante Williams, Right. If the Buffalo Bills have Javante Williams or a running back worth his salt that is a legitimate threat, they're still running the ball 65-35, 70-30. Uh, 
because of Josh Allen, but they've got a guy behind you, Najee Harris, that's going to truck you <laughs> if we decide to run the football. If we've got a different running game, I'm not talking about the, la- the, the, the short window we have the last couple of weeks. I'm talking about by and large, right. like what we've seen the last couple of years. It's a different conversation if there's weather, if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's cold. Who gives a crap? We got that dude. We got Thurman Thomas in the backfield. We got Travis Henry. We got Willis McGahee. We got Fred Jackson, right? Pick a guy. Marshawn Lynch. Those dudes ain't lining up. And it just makes that whole weather piece a little more nail-biting, a little more nerve-wracking because it tends to slow us down a little bit. I'm not saying Josh can't play in the weather because I believe he can. Um, it just slows us down I'm a little bit. I'm trying to see where it was, too. There was there was a stat that I saw earlier, um, Even not, not even just the running game stats, but the actual passing stats. Josh Allen has performed better on the road because there's been better weather. And that's a fact. If you look up, if you look at yeah. the, the home and away games, um, we haven't had a good year this year as far as the weather that we've been. I would also, so, go ahead. I was going to say, I would also submit that Josh Allen has always played better, better on the road. Oddly enough, he's always played better on the road. I, I'll give you that. But uh, I think it's something to be said about it, like the way we're trying to like yeah. pound this whole thing that it's a, it's a advantage for us and he's built for the cold and he's built for the wind and he's built for others. Like, yeah, I, you can be built for it, but guess what? There's still at times mother nature is just going to win. Cause that's what yeah, she does. For sure. And um, at home for the year, he's 60.8% completion percentage. Not that that should be an accuracy stat, but away games, he's 67.1%. A little bit um, lower. <laughs> no, away he's higher. Oh, I thought you said at home he was a sixty-eight. Away he was a sixty-seven. No, six. Oh, at home he's sixty point eight. Oh, sixty point eight. Seven point one. Gotcha. So gotcha, he's a gotcha. whole seven percent. You know, it's it's better. He's thrown for five hundred fifty yards more away. Um, Ro- remove the last game, and I bet you that metric, that completion percentage metric, changes a lot. This was his worst. Right. That was his worst game. Outside of his rookie year, I don't know. The, the 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 game against the New England Patriots in Buffalo was not good for his stats at all. Sure, sure. So yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is it that weather a hundred percent influenced his completion percentage at a hundred percent. So I don't know. <laughs> Freaking Fina. Fina, you can jump in anytime you want and uh and, and be and do the math for us, do the do the calculating, but uh it's I'm just I'm just teasing you. Um yeah, so let's do this. Uh what do the Jets have to do to beat this football team? They've clearly got to contain Josh Allen, right? Um they have to pray. <laughs> they got to pray. There's nothing I, there's nothing that you're gonna now it, again. This is coming off super cocky, and, and I know we lost to the Jaguars. There's nothing that you're gonna say that's gonna make me believe we're gonna lose to the New Jersey Jets this Sunday. Nothing. Yeah. Um I have the same confidence. It just turns into, you know, what it seems like every game there's a hurdle they have to jump. There hasn't really been many complete games this season where they just came out. Had full, what was your one, right? One complete win. It might have been the Carolina game where it was just the defense dominated, the offense dominated, everything was great. It just seems like there's they're always putting hurdles in front of themselves. So the question is, is what hurdle are they going to put in front of themselves? So it might not even be, it'd be a situation of what do the Jets have to do to beat the Bills? It might be what do the Bills not have to do to give the Jets the opportunity to win, right? That's I mean, the they, question. Yeah, they had a no-punt game last year against the Jets in New Jersey where the Bills just kicked field goals the whole game. But they still... Inside the red zone, they did a very good job against this football team last year, right? Yeah, it's what team is going to show up, like we said earlier. Yeah, are they going to play down to the level of their competition, or are they going to figure out a way to rise above it and play above the level of their competition, which the Bills need to do going into the playoffs? That, to me, would define hot. If they, if they if the Bills come out and thump the Jets, they're going to the playoffs hot, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what you hope for, especially a team like the. Now, with respect, I don't want to be too disrespectful. They have like, you know, they have some good guys over there. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Quentin Williams, you, you, um, CJ Mosley. They, they have guys. So I don't I don't want to make it seem like the team is just like a little league team by any means. Um, yeah. They're not Pop Warner. Yeah. But we got Josh Allen, man. Like we got yeah. we got some we got some boys on our squad. Yeah. Trick said that's that's because Josh. <laughs> He got that from me. That was my line Sunday. So Sunday in the overreaction show, I was a little angry. I said, the only thing I'm mad about is Josh Allen throwing piss missiles all over the football field. Like, what is going on? So (laughs) well played, bro. Well 
Wait. Oh, man. So in the comment section, as we're about to wrap this show up, this uh, what is this? This is the last Wednesday Humpty Hotline of the regular season. So we're going to yes. wrap up the last Humpty Hotline of the regular season. In the comment section, uh, give us a score prediction and a Josh Allen stat line, and Spence and I will talk about it for a second, and then we'll start throwing your guys' up there. So whatever you believe the score prediction is going to be and uh, Josh Allen stat line. For me, score prediction. I feel like for some reason I just got it in my guts that this is going to be a closer game, more around that 21, right? 24, 20, 20, 21, 24 Buffalo Bills over the Jets, probably in that 14 to 17 range um, is just where I feel it's going to be. Josh Allen's stat line is probably going to be a little bit lower uh, just due to the weather potentially and just due to the stats that you you even read, 60% completions, a little, little bit of trouble it seems like he's had at home. Uh, give me 275 yards for Josh Allen and probably one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown. What do you got? Okay. I'm going to go. Um, I think the Bills are going to take care of business, and I think we're going to see a little bit of the same thing that we saw to De- Devin Singletary. But I don't think Josh is going to make those um, those silly decisions this week. So I'm going to go Bills. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with Eric here, 31-17. Wow. I think, I think we'll, we'll – win it convincingly and i think the 17 i think it's going to come like fourth quarter where they're going to try to make it look a little bit closer than it really is i don't think it's going to be a close game at all really um if, if it's not a close game who is your who's getting your game balls like so so who's who are you expecting to really perform it, it kind of take over is it going to be josh is it going to be ground game is it going to be gabe davis do i hear gabe davis anyone um, I think I, well, I would like to see the first half of this game be a Stefan Diggs game. I need I need him to have some confidence going into the playoffs. Mm. I feel like um, I don't know him personally, but the way we see him and the way we learn about him that, that the team will show us. I think he's those one of those guys that gets upset when he doesn't do things properly or, or things don't go his way. And that missed touchdown, um, like that slant route over the middle in the end zone that he that Josh was like literally you you mentioned piss yeah. missiles he just threw like it was like you could see the smoke coming off the but i think the announcer right. was like you see smoke coming off this thing yeah like i think those type of plays we want to see him consistently get back to being dicks and he doesn't have many drops so i'm not worried about him but i think coming off a game like he had it wasn't the best game for the receivers it wasn't the best game for josh through the air yep. so i think the first half, I think they want to come out and say, okay, let's let's smack these boys and and uh, get ready for the playoffs. Right there was what Pamela was saying. The Jets have come out strong in the first half, leading over tough teams. She's right. So the Bills need to do what they can do to slow down the Jets early. And they need to get up. They need to get a lead. Because a lot of the games they played this year would go a lot different had they had the lead early. Had they had touchdown leads versus even field goal leads. But uh, we'll get on the Super Chat here before I wrap the show. John DeFazio, thanks for being a part of the show. Appreciate you, brother. 34 to 14, real talk. You both are the reason why I even do podcasts ever since the first My show guy. I saw last fall. Uh, you a bro in the in the Rochester, if ever in the area. So that's awesome. Do you do you know John? I personally don't know John, but um, I'm going to make sure that happens. It's going to happen one of these days. Yeah, and uh, if I get to Rochester, bro, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give you a call. Yeah, <laughs> coming over for we, dinner. We're the type to we're the type to really pull up on you. So like, don't don't right. be shocked. Y'all, y'all keep saying like, yo, we need to get up for a beer. And then like, when we in town, when we in the area, we really you better fire really up, so. fire up that grill and pull out them t bones. Hey, like we ready. <laughs> so, so. so don't don't be saying it if you don't mean it. That's hysterical. Sauce and meatballs is what he said, dude. I'm down with it, bro. So I grew up in an Irish Italian home where on Christmas, it still blows my wife away to this day that the first couple of Christmases that she spent at my grandparents' house, we had Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had turkeys and lasagna or turkeys and spaghetti. She's like, who has spaghetti and lasagna for Thanksgiving? I'm like, my family does. I don't know what to tell you. Just the way it's always been. We cool with that. Just just the way it's always been. So that's super awesome. Uh, And then John says it's only 250 miles from where you live uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, Joe. Gotcha. So (laughs) John always got a comment. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, I'm going to wrap the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline. uh, Brought to you by the market. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can I just say one thing? You can say so two I, things. 
Well, no, just the one thing, and then you could do the whole thing, and we can get on out of here. Next Tuesday, oh, yes. I am very, very excited about this show because it's the past meets the present, and it's two, I, I feel like two um, of the fan base favorites at this point. Booby Dixon is going to be joining me. Reggie Gilliam is going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about this run game that, we're, that we've been talking about all night. We're going to talk about the offensive line. We're going to talk about the improvements that we've seen over the year from the offensive line. Like, why is it clicking now? And then I want to I get Reggie's thoughts and feelings about going into the play playoffs like so we'll know tuesday night who we're playing we're gonna know what time we're playing i want to know what's the game plan man he probably won't give us the whole thing but yeah. be there it's gonna yeah. be a good show i'm excited i'm excited for you and i'm excited to watch so ladies and gentlemen you've been tuning in the hump day hotline brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo rumblings vidcast and podcast network man the buffalo bills uh playoffs Four of the last five years, three years in a row, staring down the number one or the AFC East division crown for two years in a row. What I mean, it's it hasn't been a, it. I can't say it hasn't been a great season, but we are still. I mean, it's been a good season. It's been a great season. There's been bumps, but it's still great. Like it's still wild. The streams land. Like we're it, like it just doesn't thought? feel. Would you if if somebody had said to you when Sean McDermott got hired and the day he traded. Right, Sammy Watkins and and Darby and all the it started unloading players. Hey, we're gonna go to the playoffs four to five years, three years in a row. And we're gonna win the AFC title two years in a row. I mean, you're gonna be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you believe in that? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. And and it's um, I said on my show yesterday, I'm like, the the part that's making me nervous now, like now we're gonna have a generation of kids growing up who's fallen in love with the team who doesn't understand what it's like to lose. So now we're going to have our own version of those obnoxious Patriots fans. Like, and I don't like, I really hate that. Cause it's like, no, we're supposed to, we supposed to be real with this, like thorough to the, like, you know, we, yep, we've yep. been there, but now yep. you gotta, you know, four out of five, we're getting spoiled. I love it though. Let's be spoiled. We deserve I it. it. I love it too. Joe Miller, Jay Spencer King, one of my best friends in the entire world. We love you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week sometime. So what's coming up. So Friday food for thought, Nate Gary and uh, Bruce Nolan, Saturday, time to shine at 8 p.m. with myself. And then the chop up with Jay Spence, Angelina, Kristen Kimmick, Sterling. Uh, Sterling's for the girls. Sunday, 9 o'clock live, the overreaction postgame show. Monday, John Fina show. Tuesday, the Code of Conduct. And then Wednesday, the first playoff yeah, version for this year, the Hump Day Hotline. But for me, for Jay Spence, for Buffalo Rumblings, for John Fina, who's in the chat, for everybody, the market dominator, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.